Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. We've been finding, buying and growing income from property for over 20 years. And we talk every week about the reality of running property businesses. And if you want to join the growing trend of people leaving reviews on the podcast, uh, please do so. Um, you know, a lot of people live, listen on Apple, so leave your rating on Apple or any podcast player. Or, of course, you can head over to uh, YouTube. But we had a, uh, a wonderful review from Wilders, who left a review which started off with, it says, superb, loving your podcast, really informative with a sprinkle of humor. Now, but they did say intended or not, question mark. Now, I'd like to think that Simon and I... It is intentional, but clearly we're saying some things in there that, that maybe we're, we're not inclined to, um, entirely uh, sure about whether it's, it's humorous. But they also say, appreciate your insights, which have helped me immensely. So thank you very much, Wilders, for that. It's, uh, it's a great review and we really do appreciate it. And we appreciate everyone that listens to the show. And if you would like to join Wilders, please just head over to your podcast player and just leave at least a rating. But you could also leave a review like Wilders. Something quickly to add on on that is that I think we're pretty good at spotting reviews that come in on Apple Podcasts. If you've been kind enough to leave us a review on some other platform and we haven't picked it up and we haven't read it out, please feel free to take a screenshot, email it to us, show at thebusinessofproperty.com, and we will make sure that we, we correct our oversight there. So my apologies if we're having slight it's like blindness outside the Apple ecosystem there. So today we are going to talk about Stuart's property business and particularly we're going to talk about its growth and how Stuart has grown it over the last four years. It, it's, it's existed longer than that, but we're just going to take a, a snapshot over the last four years and, and chat around what's changed and, and how Stuart has been growing and scaling that business with initially a, a particular focus on, on sort of revenue as the lens we're seeing that, that growth through. So we're going to start four years back. And at that point, Stuart, your business had monthly revenue of about £10,000. So perhaps before we get into the growth, perhaps very briefly, you could just set the scene of how you got to a business with £10,000 of revenue. Yeah, and I will just reiterate, I started this business in November 2016. So we have been slogging away for just over seven years now, and it has been a slog. And I want to say that because there is, of course, property can bring the dreams and lifestyles that we want, if that's freedom from uh, freedom from the office, even though we're always in office, but it, you know, can, it can do it. It, it. it can give us what we need, but like everything else of value, it's hard work. So I just want to point that out because my business didn't start in 21. It didn't just magically appear at um, 10,000 a month. We we had to get there and it took us five years just to get to that point, four, four-ish years. So at that point, we were generating 114. So these are what's appeared in the accounts, uh, I hasten to add, or that we've got. And so at the end of 2021, so this, these are financial years ending March, just for clarity, because I know Simon P likes, likes a good bit of clarity. So, so for him and all you other ana analysts out there, this is the time periods. So at the end of 
2021 financial year, we recorded just over £114,000, which for the sake of maths, um, you know, was was a little under 10,000, but we, we, we're going to say 10,000 a month. And how we got there was, so, so my journey was really the business started with HMOs. So I bought a couple of properties in personal names. What we're talking about today is all just what's in my company, Lord Panda Property Limited. But we started with a couple of personal, one of those started with a flat, moved on to HMOs very quickly. And in 20, so the end of 2017, I've mentioned this a couple of times before, not in this detail, we purchased a an HMO property, which was a 13 bed, and that was at the end of 2017. So that provided at that time a significant proportion of rental revenue. And in fact, of the 114,000 that year, student revenue was just over 68,000 in the business. So we had student revenues of around 68,000, and we had what I call standard rental income. So it could be workers, professionals. We often say professionals, well, actually, just workers, people, people, employed people. Um, was 45. Everyone that's not a student, really. <laughs> exactly that. But I've fallen into the trap sometimes. I say, oh, these are professionals because it sounds really nice. But then I think, well, no, I don't want to, I don't want to discredit the people that, you know, they might not be considered professional. They've just got jobs and that's fine. You know, <laughs> so, but uh, that's a good little breakdown. So essentially we had a 13 bed um, that we purchased in November. I also had an existing two bed. So that makes around 15 beds. And yeah, that's about right in terms of those student revenues. And then we had um, a couple of, uh, so we had a five bed uh, standard HMO, if you like, working uh, HMO. And that's what's provided the other income uh, on the other side. So in total, over 114,000 in 2021. Cool. So not to give away the, the sort of, uh, end of this episode too much but i am just going to say that that your business over the next four years that we're going to explore in this episode pretty much quadrupled so so that that's what people have got to look forward to at the end here yeah and it's in the title so we can't give that away so they so that so they, they, they'll know where the monthly rental goes so so that's good but it's good uh, to have the teaser I, I'm so pleased you know what the title is already. I, I probably should have prepared and looked that up, but uh, never, never mind. <laughs> Moving swiftly on to year two. <laughs> and so, year two. So yeah. I, I know, uh, I'm, I'm going to give away a bit of the punchline, but I, I know year two, we were looking at um, roughly 15,000 of revenue per month. So what, what did you do to take it from 10 to 15 in your business, Stuart? Yeah, so, and, and that was a 50% increase you know, month, uh, year on year and month on month. So what we did that year, and that was the year really, so, so again, remembering that 2022 is year end. So 2021, I started building the rent to rent business. And it really is, and I hesitate to say the words, it, it was that simple because it wasn't simple, but that's how we started building the business because I got to a place in 2021 where I realized we, we were hitting the ceiling because as everybody knows, uh, you need a lot of capital. And to, even to hit that 10K per month, we had, we'd borrowed funds. So we'd borrowed from a, a private investor to to start building the business. And I realized that, you know, to keep borrowing that money was going to put a lot of pressure on the business, which it still has. Uh, so essentially, we, we went into the to the rent to rent space, which I just see as subleasing. We've got a model that works. Why don't we provide that model to others? 
and I work with agents as well. So it wasn't necessarily the standard rent to rent model. And, and yeah, and that added uh, a lot of additional income because the first strategy, if you like, was to go for the higher number of room properties, which kind of went against the grain of where everyone was going in the area at the time and still is actually because high number of rooms equals greater risk. And that's still that is still true. Um, but in a nutshell, to get that additional 50 percent, essentially, we we went into the rent to rent market and just started subleasing because, again, less capital expenditure, but still able to bring in revenues to the business. Was this this growth sort of one deal that you did throughout that year or was it was it a, a few? And can you remember whether it was was sort of a, a, a trickle throughout the year or whether you had to put in lots of effort and then later in the year, sort of a handful of things all, all closed at the same time and and, and helped get things increased towards the end? Yeah, well, interestingly, so so I, I, I kind of became cognizant of where the business was going at the end of 2020. I developed the vision and the strategy for where I wanted to go. Uh, this is in 2020. So I started the activity of, because I, because the thing about, and the reason I talk about vision and strategy, because, you know, and I, and I coach and work with others on this as well, is that once I'd done that, I suddenly had enormous clarity about where I wanted the business to go. And that then gives me the information I need to know of what I need to do. Now, I knew that I, I could have got access to capital, to, to build it out myself. But I decided to go the rent to rent route because that's what I chose to do. So we started that at the end of 2020. And then to answer your question, that really started to come into fruition in 2021. So the activity we were doing, the marketing activity, the contacts, and a bit like buses, like everything else, two contracts kind of happened at the same time. And we managed to sign two contracts and they equated to 15 rooms total. And that really gave us a bit of a springboard. Uh, and again, we've got some really good trusted relationships. One of those has just extended. One of the owners I, I met for coffee recently. So for me, it's always been about building relationships, whatever I do. And this was no different. Um, but it just so happened that at the start of 2021, those contracts came into place. So by the end of 2022, we'd had those additional revenues to uh, bring into the accounts. And I believe we added one more towards the end of that year. Um, which again was quite a significant property. So I think we added overall within a couple of properties, just over 20 rooms to the portfolio that year, um, because up until that point, it had been quite slow going. Yeah, that, that's that's quite a lot to, to bring in, in in a year. So moving on then to, to year three now. Now this is this feels like a, a bigger jump, so I, I won't I won't steal your thunder. So so what what monthly revenue were you looking at in year three? And then, of course, what did you do to to get there? Well, essentially, it was more of the same. The monthly revenue was, it had moved up to around twenty seven k per month, and that was really just we suddenly had a model that worked, and we just started turning the taps on. So I started going out to more landlords, having more conversations, and essentially bringing more rooms on board. So that got up to got us up to the twenty seven k, and that brings us up to date to uh, up to to the most recent account so the numbers i'm talking about now we actually haven't run the accounts we're two months shy because obviously we're, we're uh yeah this time of recording still a month or so away from uh, the end of march but 
at the moment, if if all things go well with a fair wind, we will hit um, really, you know, just under, you know, under around 35K per month in terms of revenue. And that really has all come about through developing the subleasing model and working with agents. So in terms of my way I see it now within the company, we have company owned and company leased. And the company leased is obviously where we have direct relationships. We're not paying mortgages. We're paying fixed payments to landlords. And now we're at the stage where we are renewing some contracts, which is really good because it feels like that that model is working and we've got a system. The other thing I just wanted to say, you know, because it is really good to talk about this and to give people the insight to look, you can grow businesses because I know letting agents you know struggle with revenues and again this is revenue this is not profit and as Terry Leahy you know those of you that know Terry Leahy former CEO of Tesco once famously said you know turnover is vanity and profit is sanity and I and I have seen the true nature of that because it has driven me mad sometimes it sounds great and I it sounds really nice on a podcast say yeah 35k a month but that hasn't always delivered you know pounds into my pocket because we had significant costs, we had significant borrowing and otherwise. And actually, as I said to you, Simon, before we hit the record button, this will be the first financial year that we pro- that we officially record a profit. Again, fingers crossed, um, crossing my fingers for anyone watching on YouTube, hello. Um, <laughs> but you know, that'll, be, that'll be the first time we record a profit. So as good as it sounds to be hitting, you know, you know, over 400K in terms of annual revenues, for me, that doesn't matter a jot if it's not paying me any money and we're not making a profit. Because if we're not making a profit, we're not actually a business. Although I will just add slightly that it is possible to have a a business that is paying you money that is not on paper profitable. And especially in, in sort of upfront capital involving businesses which property obviously is because you can you can have some upfront set up expenses that help count against your accounting profit but actually because you've just put that lump sum in you're you're not losing that money out of your everyday expenses well anyway that's far too complicated (laughs) I, i don't think it is that complicated actually however we are called the business of property. So I think this is worth a, a couple of seconds on to talk about because, of course, that is completely right. And we all know, all of us listening now, you know, we know how it works in property, but also in business. Because when, when we sit down with our friendly accountants at the end of the year and we talk about what's coming and what's going out, there aren't many of us that are asking our accountant, oh, dear Mr. and Mrs. Accountant, how could I pay a little bit of tax this year? You know, those, those, we've never uttered those words. When we talk to the accountant, we are often asking the accountant, how do we make it in such a way that we're not paying uh, or, or we're being as tax efficient as possible? That's what we like to say. Of course, we're in a business now. And we're talking about corporation tax. So that, that holds true. From a philosophical point of view, for me, I am trying to create a business. And for me, in the truest sense, and, and, you know, this is the way I understand it, a business is a commercially profitable enterprise so i can take a salary from that business and i do take a little bit of a salary not you know not every month and not all you know it's not always anything that would feed the kids but i do take a salary but after that if it's not making any money 
for me, it's not necessarily a business. And that is what I am trying to create. So if we're thinking about growing and scaling a property business at some stage, we're going to have to think about paying tax, whether, you know, and for most of us, they're going to be corporation tax or otherwise. And and that's all I will say on that. So, so again, completely agree if, we, if we've got small portfolios and things, that's fine. We know how that works. But if we, we want to create a business, you know, for me, a business is, is about making money, you know, and that's being profitable. Otherwise, it's, it's it reason for existing is negligible. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, we, we, should, we should delve into this deeper on, a, on another episode, I feel, because I think there's, there's a lot of well, detail in in how the the accounts can work out, and how you can be making a a, a living off a property, but a, a business can actually still record a loss potentially. Um, obviously, it's all dependent on sort of the capital that ends up going in and upfront to to the business. And I would so, just say on that, Simon, before you, I know you're going to move on because there's two <laughs> things. And is that, so one is, so I think there's two things. One is, and again, this is for the listener, is that, uh, you know, when you think about what you're doing, do you, do you want a lifestyle or are, do, you, do you want to build a business? And I think there's two different things there. So what you're talking about in terms of having a business that we can record losses on but pays us money, that's lifestyle perfectly acceptable for me and this is where i want to be good i want to create a business because it's just the person i am if i want to build something it's got to be it's got to be built and i I want to build something big and therefore would have to be a commercially commercial commercially profitable enterprise stroke entity and that i I, i'll promise i'll i'll leave it there i will also leave it there in the interest of moving on but this is not closed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, we'll wait for part two. We'll wait for part two, <laughs> listeners. So over the last four years, you have been focusing on building rent to rent and you have done that very successfully and dramatically increased your, your business revenue. I'm curious, have you exclusively been growing rent to rent or have there also been new property purchases in there as well? Not in the last four years. So... Uh, when I think about it, the last property that we purchased was the 13 bed and that kind of, so, and my, my naive objective several years ago was to build a hundred rooms. And, and I've talked about this before and I, and I thought I could do a hundred rooms in a year. We have only just surpassed 90 rooms and that's taken uh, seven and a half years. And I don't, and I'm not belittling myself. I am very proud and happy that we've done that, but I just point it out because I realized how naive that was. So when I was building that with simply the cash model approach, uh, you know, in terms of the number of rooms, we, let's say we got to 25, 30 rooms and that took, uh, you know, three, four years prior to this period of time. And then as we've seen, that growth has really come through the rent to rent business. And this isn't me trying to advertise that model. It's just saying that that was the model I chose and I could find it quicker. Now we've had people like Luke uh, previously on the show, uh, a few episodes ago, and he's moved on to uh, commercial developments or, or, sorry, you know, housing developments. So there's lots of different ways people can go. And I could have chosen the model where actually I borrowed an ex, a number of uh, an ex few hundred thousand pounds more, but I really just wanted to build the business first before I thought about that. And then I wanted to get it profitable, which hopefully is going to happen soon before I started thinking about further financing for more company owned uh, properties. Yeah, exactly. I think it's important to to point out that this was 
this was your direction of choice. Um, you, you, you tried other things and you, you were quite aware of other potential models. And as you say, you could have gone on to, to borrow more and, and purchase more with, with other people's funds. But you, you could see that modeling that out, that would put you and your business in a, in a position that you thought you could do better than by following a different, different model. So we are pretty much out of time. So I'm not sure I can really squeeze in any more questions. I think we probably have to finish up here. So thank you very much to everyone for listening. Uh, we hope you've, you've enjoyed this sort of exploration of Stuart's property business growth over the last four years. And we will probably return to this subject and dig into it a bit more. And please do let us know if you'd like to hear that. Let us know what questions you'd like to hear Stuart answer. You can email us on mm. show at thebusinessofproperty.com and we will look forward to talking to you again next week.